0: This is Ian Hartley.
1: I'm Warren Kaye. And I am Sasha Steenbergen.
0: Welcome to the Rediscovering God podcast.
1: We invite you to join us as we endeavor to see him more clearly,
2: love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly. You'll find the PDF document that we're following today on our website, rediscoveringgod.ca, where the recordings, the PDFs, the podcasts are all listed there. You can share that website with your friends and they can follow along.
1: We'd also really love to invite you to the Monday night Zoom discussion, where we all gather in fellowship with each other, all us listeners of the podcast, where we can come with our questions comments, thoughts, um, resources. It's a wonderful time of encouragement where um, we get to affirm each other and encourage each other. Um, so that's a Monday nights at 7:30 Mountain time. You can just type in 4035069201. and we'd love to have you there.
2: continuing on this series of understanding the character of God and looking at his government. And so this is part three. And in the last part two, we looked at the whole idea that God's government is a form of a romance, which you don't really usually think of as government. But his desire is, is to win our hearts Because he knows when he wins our hearts, then he has everything. And and he doesn't want our obedience. He wants our heart because he knows once he has our heart, then he will also have our obedience. And so then we looked at at Jesus' statements about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven and realized that his uh, teaching on the kingdom was something that begins here and now. When we begin to live the way that reveals that God has our heart, then his kingdom is established here and now, that heaven becomes on earth. And and so uh, equity and justice take place. And uh, so it's exciting to see the kingdom beginning in Jesus' day and and even now today in our time as we live by the principles uh, that are responding to his his heart his drawing our hearts to him so we move now to uh the next uh part part three and ian introduce that to us
0: um so we're going to go to the book of revelation now and look at the songs in this book mm-hmm. uh, primarily in chapters four and five uh but a few others so um These songs of admiration actually reveal the history of the government of God. You know, songs are not written out of a hypothetical situation. Uh, You don't try and imagine writing a love song if you've never been in love and it helps if your heart's been broken a few times (laughs) because then you really know what you're writing about. So songs emerge from our experiences in the past and the present. For instance, uh, David writes the song or the song, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He is a shepherd.
1: Hmm.
0: He knows what he's talking about. Some city slicker is not going to be able to write the 23rd song. Right. Um, when Luther writes, a mighty fortress is our God, Well, Luther was kidnapped and protected by Elector Frederick III, the wise, of Saxony in a castle in Wartburg. So he he knows what he's talking about. He was protected in a mighty fortress. Mm -hmm. So Charles Wesley writes the following hymn out of his experience with God. If you hadn't had an experience like this with God, you could never write a hymn like this. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me, who caused his pain? For me, who him to death pursued? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Mm. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me?
2: I think it's so fitting that these songs, and the ones we're going to look at in Revelation, are are love songs. They're expressions of love, and we've just talked about how God's government is one of romance. And so these these songs are um, depictions, ways that the heart expresses itself in this romantic relationship.
1: Good. I like that. Thank you
0: for picking up on that. Mm -hmm. When Jeff Bullock of Hillsong writes, The Power of Your Love It is because he has experienced the effect of God's love for him. Mm -hmm. Hold me close. Let your love surround me. Bring me near. Draw me to your side. And as I wait, I'll rise up like an eagle. And I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love.
1: Oh, my goodness. And this this song, I just have... Uh, such beautiful memories uh, singing this with Tay uh, back in the day together and, you know, even just thinking of the harmonies and the way that this song just touched my heart then and now. It's a wonderful choice.
0: Before or after marriage, were you doing this?
1: Uh, This is before we were married, when we were dating.
0: Oh, you had mixed motives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it.
0: So now we're ready to go to these songs in Revelation. Um, Good. Sasha, will you start with Revelation 4, verse 9?
1: Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power.
0: Okay, now, here's where I have to say something. Mm-hmm. When they say you are worthy, there must have been a time when God was not seen as worthy. hmm Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying this. Right. They're not just making this up in a vacuum.
1: Right. Hmm. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased.
0: So this means there must have been a time when the creatorship of God was questioned Hmm. and why he made people. And like, we, we understand that the one who became the devil was suggesting that God made his creation to serve him. And many well-meaning Christians perpetrate this idea that uh, God made us so we could worship him and serve him. And that's totally egotistical, which is the very opposite of what God is.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: Now, I'll give you that some parents have children so they can have help uh, later on and care when they get old i'm not discounting that all i can say is uh, i didn't have children for that reason
1: uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i
0: don't want any confessions here tonight
1: <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries
2: <laughs> so verse
1: five yes
2: then i saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne There was writing on the inside and on the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. So,
0: surprise, surprise, do you know who's present? God is present on his throne.
1: Right.
0: Wow. And when it says no one was able to open the scroll and read it, it includes God
2: Mm.
0: on his throne.
2: Mm. Yeah. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and to read it. So
0: Mm. what is in the scroll? If you look in chapter Uh, Six, when they open the seals, it's all suffering. It's war, plague, um, famine, disease, and martyrdom of God's people. And this scroll symbolizes suffering on this planet. Mm. And opening the scroll, the seals on the scroll, means that you deal with suffering and you put an end to it. So John is traumatized because it doesn't seem that anyone can put an end to suffering. And I remind you that John was uh, exiled to the island of Patmos. Many of his friends were being executed by the Romans, harassed and executed by Jews. It was a difficult time. Mm. And there was a lot of suffering in the church and this is the question asked by the souls under the altar, the martyrs in the fifth seal. How long, O oh Lord, must the suffering go on? When are we going to be avenged or get some relief from it? And for every suffering human being, which includes all of us from time to time, we ask that question over and over again. And Mao suggests that it's one of the great causes of agnosticism and atheism, This inability to comprehend our good God can allow suffering. Mm -hmm. And these songs reveal it.
2: But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals.
0: So the cosmos had found no one else worthy to open the scroll and end suffering. But one of the 24 elders says, I know the answer. Mm. Stop weeping. He's pretty categorical about it.
1: Right. In verse six, then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the 24 living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the the four living beings and the twenty-four elders fell down before the earth. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it.
0: So this implies that there must have been a time when the lamb was not considered worthy to open the scroll. And when he was slaughtered, then suddenly he became worthy Uh, to deal with suffering.
1: Mm, Right. He says, for you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God.
0: I want to uh, point out that this ransoming uh, the wicked, uh, the lamb is ransoming the wicked from their thoughts and evil actions. He's giving them a better way to think and to act.
1: From every tribe and language and people and nation. And this you is
0: have, a mm-hmm. universal appeal of, right. uh, of the Lamb.
1: Mm-hmm. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God.
0: This means that it, um, previous to this, um, they had not considered themselves priests of God.
1: Hmm. And they will reign on the earth.
0: Another implication. They were not reigning on the earth in the past. And now they're going to be able to reign.
2: Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing.
0: I want you to notice there's seven accolades here. Power. Riches wisdom strength honor glory and blessing Mm. at seven think that's a coincidence
1: Mm. no
0: that is designed by the writer as the next one
2: and then i heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea they sang blessing and honor and glory and power
0: i noticed four accolades Mm-hmm. See, they're really playing with the uh, numbers that the Hebrews uh, were so interested in. Mm-hmm. Like three, uh, well, we use it today for telling jokes even, you know, it's a Canadian, American, and uh, Scott. Well, I don't know why we always have three people, but we do, and we have a trinity. And a good, uh, good speaker will make three points uh, and so on and so on. And four is the number of universality and seven is the number of completeness. So putting all these devices in there to communicate more than just the words by themselves.
2: So these four accolades, blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever.
0: And the four living beings said, amen.
2: Man.
0: And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb.
1: Hmm.
0: Are you with me when I say to you, and I didn't dream this up myself, I got this from Siegfried Tunstadt, uh, a medical yeah. doctor and a theologian who uh, who's written books and speaks uh, on Revelation. And he was the one that pointed this out to me, that your songs always reflect your experience.
2: Hmm. and your experience is um, it's just naturally part of this new kingdom because it's, it's a heart kingdom. It's, a, it's a, a romantic government.
0: Yeah. So I want to point out uh, part of the romance model is that when you are in love, your aim is to give the other person all you possibly can. I mean, that's one of the, that's part of the craziness of being in love and why it's so wonderful you've got this person who can only say good things about you and only think of things to bring you and blah blah. Well, you've all been in love. Well, I hope. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a spin-off of how God feels about us. Mm. You know, he wants to give us his heart. He wants to serve us. Mm -hmm. In the kingdom of the world, uh, the ruler wants you to give him or her your heart and Mm -hmm. serve him or her. Mm -hmm. But with God, it's exactly the other way around. He's the one who wants to give you everything.
2: He's the one who wants you to know that his heart is captivated by you and he breaks into song when he thinks of you. Love that. you got that. a
0: song you want to sing, Warren?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yes. So you're talking about Zephaniah 3, verse 17.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, maybe you want to read it to us.
2: For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm your fears He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I have this picture in my mind of this Italian um, baritone, you know, singing one of these opera songs. Um, Now, I'm sure God isn't Italian, um, but that's the best I can think of right now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Takes delight in you like you take delight in a little child. These songs all indicate a time when God's worth, position and authority were in question. The moral leadership or control of the cosmos was unstable and in jeopardy. There was a crisis, but the slaughter of the lamb has restored order in the universe and the throne of God is intact and secure. So if the crisis is solved by the death of the Lamb, it can only mean that order is brought because the authority gains, authority is gained by the Lamb in his death. It's a moral authority. This is not a physical authority. Mm-hmm. Our hearts have been won by the heart of God for us. Yeah. The government of God is based on the admiration of the created beings in the universe and the four living creatures and the 24 elders and all the angels that are there are symbolic of the whole universe. How shall we bring this to an end? God possesses the physical power to reign over all with absolute control. But his wisdom, knowledge, and benevolence result in amusing methods that produce admiration for what is good and right. There's no law or power that can coerce human beings to a change of heart from evil to good, but the love of God. Mm -hmm. What God did and does for sinners through Christ brings this government into our hearts, one heart at a time. Yeah, God is powerful enough to be a benevolent dictator, but power never inspires true love. It only facilitates domination and causes resentment. We have been romanced by God because he desires our hearts and not our service. He wants friends, not slaves. Mm -hmm. He's like a parent watching for the first smile from an infant. So God watches for the first response of unselfish love from us. God loves you more than you will ever comprehend. His love is just bigger than you. Mm -hmm. But you are precious to him, more precious than any child or spouse Mm -hmm. or parent. Uh,
1: For those listening, I would um, even just really encourage you if you want to actually go onto the Rediscovering God um, uh, website and read uh, that section of the Revelation songs in the document there. Um, Because there, you'll see that, you know, the parts where Ian uh, does the, it's in all caps. Um, And I I got, I, I was just so moved reading through those. And, and the power, actually, of this idea of the songs that they were so moved to sing these uh, out and, and that this rejoicing was happening, that their hearts had been fully convinced um, and that they were able to see this. Uh, it was just a very moving experience. I've never... I've just never felt that before in my life. And I just really, I thank you for sharing this, Ian.
2: And I I love the progression of these songs. It starts out with the 24 and then it grows to thousands and millions of angels. And then eventually it's to every creature in in heaven and earth or under the earth. Like it just is all encompassing.
1: Yes, good point, Warren. Yeah. 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 I was driving this last week and it just seemed like I was driving just long enough to have like three worship songs come on. And since we had been talking about this romance of God's government, I was really listening to the words of the songs because I was thinking of the Revelation songs and the words were just so beautiful and they, it was like they really got it like the writers of this song uh, or these songs they just really got the character of god mm. and i was just like singing and tears were just streaming down my face and i just couldn't it, it's like it's like when you see it it's just so freeing and it was it was just a powerfully Beautiful last couple of weeks. So this this, um, whole experience on the government of God has just really uh, helped me a lot uh, on my journey here. Great.
0: Yeah, I'll make my confession. I think I was a troubled teen. And I caused my mother uh, some grief and she tried various uh, remedies. Um, (laughs) Then Mm -hmm. as I grew a bit bigger, one day she burst into tears and said, what am I going to do with you? I don't know what to do with you, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, that was a a terrible moment for me to see my mother weeping over me Mm -hmm. and it broke my heart. So um, John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe the most powerful verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It is for me, you know, that God would come and weep over me
2: mm-hmm.
0: because of the hardness of my heart.
2: Yeah, what a what a beautiful picture.
0: Do you think it will change the way you relate to your children?
1: Yeah, this last year has been actually a very different experience for me as a mother. Um, We've been having a lot of conversations that have never happened before. And you know what? A lot of um, repenting, uh, a lot of coming together and making right, Um, you know, just being humble, um wanting to create repair and oneness and it's been very painful in in my heart but also uh so beautiful to see my children realizing starting to really sort of get their worth you know and yeah anyways it's it's been really really good yeah
0: thank you beautiful let's pray together Dear God, we are in your wonderful, inspiring, uplifting presence. And in your presence, we remember that you made us so you could serve us, so you could love us. You're astonishing. You're amazing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We worship you. There is none like you. You have won our hearts. We want to be with you forever in deepest intimacy. Thank you for your promise that you will come again and we will have body transplants so that we can live with you.
2: Thank you for joining us today on this journey to understand the God that Jesus knew. To enable you to share this with your friends, we've developed a website at www.rediscoveringgod.ca where all the podcasts are posted and you can also download a PDF document that gives you the passages that we've been looking at in each podcast that you can review, follow along, or share it also with your friends. In addition to the website, you can reach us at rediscoveringgod20 at gmail.com if you have questions or just would like to share with us. We would be glad to hear from you. Thank you so much.